Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. In today's episode, I will answer a question asked by Jeanette. She posted her question as a comment on one of the articles on WCSK.org. Jeanette writes, It is said that faith is believing now, not tomorrow. So why is it that when I ask God for a healing and then believe it will happen immediately, it doesn't? For did not Jesus himself say that if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can move mountains? The question that Jeanette asks has to do with unanswered prayer, specifically unanswered prayer for healing. I will answer her question specifically, but before I do so, we must first have a clear understanding of what prayer is in general. In his book, Theology of Prayer, B.M. Palmer defines prayer as, quote, the language of creaturely dependence, end quote. By design, God made us to commune with him. This means that anyone who prays recognizes they are praying to their almighty creator and that they are utterly dependent on him. Those who do not pray either do not recognize God as their creator or do not have a sense of their neediness. The Bible defines prayer primarily as a sacrifice of praise or an offering of praise up to God, Revelation 8.5. Prayer is also described as a means by which we make our needs known to God, Philippians 4, 6-7. But although we communicate our desires in prayer, our desires do not ultimately determine what will be. What does ultimately determine what will be is the will of God. So when Jeanette asks and wonders why her expressed desire and prayer for healing does not beget an immediate response, it is because our human desires are never the ultimate determinant of whether or not a prayer is answered in the affirmative. In fact, what many Christians may not see is that when God says no in prayer, that is an answer as well. 1 John 5, 14-15 says, This is the confidence which we have before God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from Him. God ordained prayer, so prayer works, because it is a means approved by God. Yet, as the Apostle John makes clear in these verses, if we ask something that is according to God's will, he hears and responds as he deems best. If we ask for something that is not according to God's will, he will not grant the request. God may have good reasons for allowing certain things to happen and not to happen. In general, God may often allow people to endure certain trials to reveal something, to refine something, or to bring someone to repentance. And sometimes God's response is silence because His will is something other than the thing you and I are praying about. In some cases, God's will may actually be for you to stop praying for healing and to pray for strength instead. In some cases, God's will may be for you to stop offering spiritual prayers for recovery, but for you to offer natural comfort instead. God is sovereign because He is God, and although our prayers may change things, our prayers cannot change God's sovereign will. 
Hence, the best way to think about prayer is not a means to get stuff or outcomes. Rather, prayer is more about our relationship with God. Because God is unchanging, the person who always changes in a prayer relationship is you. That was a general overview of prayer. Here is a broad overview of faith. Jeanette is absolutely correct when she says, Faith is believing now, not tomorrow. That is to say that faith acts in the present while hope is directed toward the future. But the object of our faith is never a prayer request or a desired outcome. The object of our faith is the Lord in whom we still have faith whether a prayer is answered or not. We still trust God even if things do not turn out the way we want. We still trust Him because He has guaranteed our eternal salvation, but He has not guaranteed day-to-day outcomes here on earth. Our perspective is narrow and limited to right now. God's perspective is cosmic and spans eternity. God can therefore execute plans that we may neither understand nor are able to ever fully grasp. In her question, Jeanette asks, Yet Jesus himself said that if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. This statement comes from Matthew 17.20, where Jesus contrasted unbelief with belief. The main point our Lord was communicating was not that faith was causal in moving mountains, but that faith in God can make the impossible possible. God is the only one who can move mountains, so ultimately, if the mountains move, it's up to Him. Now that I've answered Jeanette's question generally, I will address the specific issue of an unanswered request for healing. This may apply to all listeners personally, as you may be struggling with a particular health issue. It may also apply to someone that you know who is hurting and you want to help. So if someone has a health problem, the biblically appropriate thing to do is to pray. God is the great physician who made man so he most certainly can recreate him and restore him. Yet reality tells us that sometimes diseases are not cured, illnesses linger, and pain does not stop. This can persuade people to become discouraged, hardened, bitter, and they may actually turn away from God. You can get a sense from Jeanette's words that she is frustrated when she asks, Why hasn't God heard me and made me immediately better? This is why I think in the midst of battling sickness, one of the best things we can and should ask God for in prayer is to protect our hearts so that we do not lose faith. We pray that we do not become discouraged and turn away from God and toward sin. When people are battling disease, they may feel run down, miserable, and not so cheery. This is okay because the Bible never requires us to always be happy or optimistic. The book of Psalms and Lamentations gives us plenty of language to express the heartache that develops from gloomy situations and in times of pain. Such laments remind us that even when we are afflicted, we are never alone because God is with us. As the Lord says in Isaiah 41.10, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. As a medical doctor, I can honestly say there are plenty of things medicine cannot fix. In such cases, it is actually more harmful to a patient to try and offer remedies. 
Accordingly, prayer for healing may not bring about healing, and in many cases, a person may never have an explanation for either why someone is sick or why they remain sick. There are some problems that a Christian simply cannot solve, nor is anyone called to solve the health problems of others. What we are called to do is pray for strength so that sickness will not have the last word, so that sickness will not cause a hardened heart, but will refine endurance. We pray for and stand by those who are afflicted, offering our company, our time, our ears, and our love. This way, no one ever suffers by themselves, but they find comfort knowing that their Christian brothers and sisters are there to comfort them. What I will close by saying is that when people feel run down because of unanswered prayers for healing, they often also suffer from a lack of hope, from a lack of something to hold on to that equips them to persevere through the trial. As Romans 15.4 tells us, the way we fill up on hope is to meditate on the promises of Scripture and continually remind ourselves about how God frees and empowers us. He is the one who fills our hearts with faith, joy, and hope that is derived from an infinite source. God-gifted hope is not an emotion that we drum up ourselves. It is a gift from God that He imparts to His children by meditation on the life-giving promises in His Word. The Word of God is the means by which God works and the means by which He infuses hope into the hearts of those who endure unanswered prayers for healing. I will leave you with three promises that either you may meditate on when you seek hope or for when you are encouraging a fellow member of the faith. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 29.11 May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Romans 15.13 But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 31. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.